people are just, oh, man, they're feeling so sorry for them because all they ever do is think about making money. Bullshit! Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen, and I have a very interesting guest on the show today. Uh, Dan Kennedy actually called him at one time uh, one of the best copywriters in the opportunity market. Other people have referred to him as the $150 million man. Uh, TJ Rowletter, how are you? I'm great, man. Fired up, ready to go. Awesome. And I pronounced your name right, I hope. Absolutely. <laughs> like rolling a letter. Uh-huh. So TJ, for people who don't know who you are, and maybe aren't uh, down the rabbit hole as deep as some of us in direct marketing, uh, maybe start with where you came from, what you were doing, because you have some of the, some of the most interesting, you know, direct mail. Uh, you've been featured on uh, different people's seminars and so forth, especially, of course, the aforementioned Dan Kennedy. And uh, just tell your story, sort of what you were doing before you got into all this and sort of, you know, bring us up through the, through the years to where you're at now. Well, I'm a salesman, you know, that's so I got into sales back in the mid 80s. Prior to that, construction work, uh, factory work. I was a welder, uh, blue collar kinds of things, which I'm still, I'm still a blue collar person. Right. Um, I'm known as the blue jeans millionaire because I, I don't dress up and, um, what you see is what you get. So, um, <laughs> but I, I started, uh, buying money-making programs and getting involved in network marketing opportunities. And that got me out of the factories, started my own business. And then in, uh, 1988, I met my wife. And, uh, so, you know, almost 30 years ago and, um, her and I started a little tiny direct response marketing company in Gothel, Kansas, which without Google, you'd never be able to find it. It's just a a little town of 400 people. Right. And, um, we started with 300 bucks and turned it into over 10 million in our first five years, uh, in total revenues. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's my, that's my claim to fame. Her and I did it together. We've generated tens of millions of dollars and, uh, next year will be our 30th anniversary. So, um, of the business and, um, you know, I just, um, I learned direct mail from, uh, from a master copywriter. Uh, I'll tell that story maybe, uh, later in the podcast, but, yeah. um, you know, direct response marketing, turning words into money. Yeah. Now, what was the first time that you heard about, like, the concept of direct response? Did somebody, another business person mention it to you? Did you pick up a book by accident? Like, how did that start? No, 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 no. There, there really were no real books 30-some years ago on this subject, uh, um, do, you know, yeah. except available through mail order, you know, ironically <laughs> enough, um, you know, but um no, there. Um, I was just buying uh, money-making programs. Uh, I answered some ads in some of the magazines um, about some of the business opportunities that were for sale, and um, ended up getting on all these mailing lists. And uh, you know, so I, I, you know, that that was you go to the mailbox, and um, if you're a hot prospect and you're buying lots of this stuff, then you open your mailbox and it's just flooded with junk mail. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so that's, that's really how I discovered it all. And, uh, 
and and ironically enough, a lot of the money making programs that were for sale back then, mm-hmm. and a lot of them that are still for sale right now, it's all about uh, making money by selling the opportunity itself. You know, that's right. a common theme in our market. Right. Yeah. Making, uh, teaching you how to make money. <laughs> it's very yeah, strange. Yeah, selling, selling money making programs. Yeah, it's very. It is okay. a very. I've always thought that was a little bit funny. Yeah, it is very strange once you if you sort of step back and think about it. So you were answering all these ads in the back of various magazines, and people were sending you all sorts of stuff, and most of it was just uh, not very helpful. I trust. Well, you know, I, I was I certainly wasn't making any money with all the network marketing programs and stuff like that, and and uh, my friends and family they saw me spending all of my money on these plans and programs, and they thought I was absolutely crazy. <laughs> And, uh, and I was, there's no question about it. You know, I, a factory worker uh, who thinks that he can become a millionaire and he has no special knowledge, skills, or abilities. And I mean, it, you know, I, mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was crazy to, to think that, uh, that someone like myself back then could have ever made a lot of money. Did that come like your persistence in sort of, you know, going through and purchasing these programs and sort of persisting despite the fact it sounds like, you know, quite a few people around you and your family perhaps were saying, you know, how crazy you were and, and like, forget it and it's never going to work. Where did that persistence and that sort of confidence that you're going to find something that did work? Where did that come from? Well, I think I think it really was just delusion at the time. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, delusion kept me going. I, I just I had this I had this fantasy uh, that I could become a millionaire. Right. And uh, and and all of these network marketing programs that I was part of 35 years ago, back in the first, you know, the middle of the 80s, you know, that that's that's what they're all about. You mm-hmm. know, they show you they draw the circles. They show you how. You can have this huge organization and be bringing in, you know, 100,000 a month. All that was, uh, you know, back, it's even more pronounced today. Right. But, um, you know, so that's, I just bought into it. I, I, I see it now, you know, now I realize that all the people that laughed at me, my friends and family, co-workers, they, you know, I mm-hmm. see how right they were right. uh, to laugh at me, you know? Uh, <laughs> But, but I mean, but, I had the last laugh. So I mean, I had the last laugh, David. You were you you continued unabated though. So you you were just hell bent on like I'm gonna make this work. Yeah, yeah. We just you know, and then uh, we 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 got lucky in the beginning in the sense that uh, this uh, this direct response company that my wife and I started, uh, we sold a program called Dialing for Dollars, mm-hmm. which showed people how to make money with a simple telephone answering machine, and all of the concepts in Dialing for Dollars basically still work today with some real tweaking. Uh, we don't use answering machines anymore. We use voicemail, mail, you know, messages. Yeah. We use webinars and all that kind of stuff. But but um, we came up with this little program for making money with an answering machine. We sold 160,000 of them in the first four years. And wow. uh, a lot of those people stayed with us for many, many years because uh, there's an insatiability to this opportunity marketplace that I've been part of now for three decades. People just can't get enough. And the more they buy, the more they want to buy. Every purchase fuels the desire for the next purchase. And they are truly insatiable. And they spend a lot of money, um, every penny that they have, and then some. Right. And, um, and, you, were, and you were the same. One, I mean, you, that's sort oh, of. Oh God! And that—that—that see—that's my—that was my connection to the marketplace. And uh, out of everything I've learned, and I've strived to learn as much as I could, I—I became obsessed with learning everything there is to know about marketing and sales, uh, copywriting, information marketing, all that. But there, but the one thing 
above everything else that's made me more money and still makes me more money than anything else is that uh, that affinity that I have with the marketplace. I mean, I am the market and they are me. I understand these people way better than they'll ever understand themselves. And I don't mean that in a cocky, arrogant kind of way. I've worked really hard uh, to understand them. And to understand yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you really can't understand anybody else until and unless you really understand yourself. But but um, yeah, sure. So what what was the desire behind my desire to make all this money? What is what is their desire? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a fantasy that people chase. Uh, it's no different in some ways. And maybe this is a little off color, but uh, people that uh, are all caught up in pornography or mm-hmm. whatever other fantasy that people get caught up in that they end up uh, devoting large portions of their life to right. uh, they're chasing the dream, you know, because that's, that's what most all of this get rich quick stuff is. It's just a dream. It's a fantasy and, and people are chasing it. Now, did you have uh, examples in your own life, people that you knew that had been successful with like the network marketing thing or maybe a money-making oh, opportunity? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no way. No way. But, but you always hear about those people, you know, sure. um, Go back to network marketing being the best example. Um, you know, there's always the stories. Um, right. You know, and sometimes you do actually see them um, in some of the national pep rallies and stuff that those companies have. You know, they're they're up on the stage. They're the superstars. And right. and there's no question that uh, in network marketing alone, there are people that have made millions of dollars. They're making hundreds of thousands a month right now. Um, Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, some of the popular websites and see all the stories of the people that started broke and now they're making millions. So it does happen, uh, but it's mostly just a fantasy for the for the average person. That it will never happen. Right, right. And did you have any like not? Did you have any business people that were you were you know maybe close to your family or stuff? People you looked to that had been successful that sort of gave you that glimmer of hope? Um, no, no. But we were lucky in the beginning. Because we uh, we met this guy named Russ von Holscher, a uh, legend in our business, mm. and um, he sent us. Uh, we were in the business six months, and one day I went to the mailbox to grab all the orders that came in, brand new to the business, and mm. I I got a brochure from this guy in El Cajon, California, who I already knew his name. Uh, guys, he was he was also in the opportunity market. Okay, and he sent along a little. Oh, this is this is kind of noteworthy. Um, he didn't just send a brochure. He sent a brochure with a little, you know, post-it note on there. Mm. And, um, and it just said, Hey, I like what you guys are doing. Uh, give me a call. I think I can help you make more money. I called him and, uh, that started a a relationship that is still going to, to this day, uh, 30 years later. So that's amazing. You know, he taught, he, yeah, he taught me direct mail. So he used to come out to our house. We'd pay him 2,500 bucks. He'd come out to our house for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, we, at that time, we were brand new in the business, so we had a customer base, right. and we would just sit around talking about what what other kinds of products that the customers might want to buy, and then he would just um, he'd get really excited. He, had, uh, he wrote all of his copy by by uh, longhand on legal pads, so we always okay. we always had to have a stack of legal pads right there when you know in <laughs> pins, multiple pins, in <laughs> case. Right, uh, and then he would just we would drink a lot of coffee, and and he'd get excited, <laughs> and he'd just start writing fast and furious. And once he got started, you just you didn't you know you just let him go till he was done. Right, and uh, and then he, and then he and then he'd cool off. At, you know, after ten minutes or fifteen minutes, he he'd lose his uh, train of thought or whatever, and mm-hmm. we would drink some more coffee and talk a little bit more. And uh, 
And sure enough, he'd get all excited. He'd start right. Then we took all those legal pads. When we took him back to the airport on Sunday, we would then, on the way back home, we'd stop at the typist. And uh, we had a lady type it all up. And then we'd turn them into sales letters. And that's how that's how I learned direct mail. Just That's also when I just, uh, somewhere, somewhere as I was watching this guy do his magic, mm-hmm. I said, man, I got to learn how to do this. Right. And I did. I taught myself how to do it. And my first sales letter brought in over a million bucks. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Took three months to write it, though, David. Took three months to write it. <laughs> well, it <laughs> sounds, like every, every, sounds like every day was worth it for, that, uh, for what it brought in. <laughs> well, and I, and, I, and I wrote it all out longhand like he did. You know, because right. that's... Uh, it was only years later that I said, man, I can't do this because it you know, tears up your hand. Uh, but, uh, but I learned how to write on the computer and stuff like that, you know. Right. So what sort of, so this was just a, a sort of, a, you know, uh, a chance occurrence that he had. I mean, you said you knew who this guy was already, but he reached out to you. Yeah, yeah. He sent us a brochure on his copywriting services and he included a personal note. And and to this day, I, I really have to believe that that personal note made all the difference because, you know, you had your green mail and your white mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the green mail took the priority, the, the, the mail with the money in it. And yeah. the white mail, if you, you know, if sometimes you didn't even get around to doing much with the white mail if, the, if business was good. So, so it was just that personal little touch. And I think in many, many, many ways, all of us as marketers need to find ways to add some kind of a personal touch to make ourselves stand out a little bit, add that element of, uh, oh, I don't know, what what do you call it? I just call it human warmth. What yeah. do you call it, David? Yeah, yeah. There's like an empathy and it's stuff that, you know, it's how you treat real friends of yours. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you, you know, you, you'd speak a certain way to your friends and that's kind of how you should talk to, to the people that are, are your customers because you're trying to great that rapport right that's exactly how i i treat every single prospect uh and i've done business with uh with hundreds of thousands of people over the years and uh when we put dear friend on our sales letters we mean it yeah i mean a a friend is somebody that you have something in common with somebody who's trying to look out for your best interests um you know Mm we're we really do try to reach out to people in an altruistic kind of way now, the market that you're in, the opportunity market to have been in for low these many years, has kind of a bad rap against it, uh, right? Uh, 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 <laughs> that, that's, that is an understatement, man. This is, a, this is a dirty, rotten, filthy, slimy market. But, but the truth is, you know, um, but it's also a market that is uh, very lucrative. Mm-hmm. And the people within the market are really great people, even though sometimes they don't behave, you know, they, yeah. they behave poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really, I've, I've thought about getting out of this market for many, many, many years, but I keep coming back to it because, uh, you know, I know it so well, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, been doing it for so long, but, but it ultimately that's not enough, man. The money's not enough. I, right. um, I really have an affinity for these people and I feel their pain and they're all in pain, man. They're in great, great, great emotional pain. And you know, they just, um, they're, they're, they're just like I was 30 some years ago and they, uh, it, it hasn't changed. and It's not going to change 30, 50 years from now. It's going to all be, you know, it'll be yeah. more fragmented with the internet and stuff like that. But it's, but, the, but the psychographics behind the whole thing, it's never going to change. People, people are not just looking to make a lot of money. They want to make a lot of money fast and easy, and they want the dream to be real. But 
and they want something to get excited about, man. More right. than anything else, I think that's what it is for a lot of these people. You know, they're just uh, they're they're they're. I don't I don't want to say they're bored out of their minds. I don't want to say that. Let's just say that they're not they're not happy, and they they really just want something to get. That's why, like, look, let's go back to network marketing. Mm -hmm. 97, 98% of the people in network marketing aren't even even making a thousand bucks a month. But some of these people stay with those things for years because because they want to feel alive. They like going to the pep rallies. They like being around other like-minded, you know, kind of people that are excited. And and so the money really doesn't even factor in. I mean, they're always hopeful, you know, they're going to sign up some heavy hitter or some nonsense like that you know Mm -hmm. now for you personally did you as as you went forward into the opportunity market before you started your own company and you were buying these money-making things yeah i was a customer before i became a seller yeah yeah and people were telling you like forget it this is never gonna be you you're never gonna be rich or or whatever you know they however they characterized it was there part of it your motivation to prove these people wrong Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No question about it. It was that, it was that little kid, you know, the little kid that, uh, you know, you push him down and they just keep coming back up, you know, or whatever. So sure. You know, I, I, nobody, I, I suffered some humiliation. Um, right. you know, people, people not only laughing behind my back, but laughing right in my face, you know, like, right. Oh, he thinks he's going to get rich someday. They just thought that was the funniest damn thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what it it really looking back at it all looking back at it all i i totally the joke really was on me not them because uh because most people most people that have my kind of background um you know blue collar guy thinking mm-hmm. he's going to become a millionaire i mean come on that's i i could see i could see it really was a joke but mm-hmm. you know really was no question about it yeah it's it's very interesting so that, that <clears throat> Do you find that motivates you now too? Because you know when you're talking, because you are 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 your market, as you've pointed out repeatedly. Does that motivate you to help these people? Because you want to help them prove people wrong too. Well, I I if I had a thousand dollars for every time I've said to one of my customers, I've said things to the effect of, um, "Hey, we're going to make that wife a believer" or something like that. You right. know, if I had a thousand bucks, man, God only knows how much <laughs> how much more money I'd have because uh, you know, real, real they they. They all have people in their lives that are naysayers, critics. Right. You know, the world is just full of all of that. And so they've got all kinds of, oh, in fact, a lot of these people, they're, they're, they're buying these programs behind their spouse's back. <laughs> um, so I'm serious, man. Yeah. This, this is very, 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 very common. Um, right. You know, they've got credit cards that their spouses don't know about. They've got phone numbers that their spouses don't know about. They're sneaking around behind their spouse's back. I, I see all of that is just very a very very common thing, um, but but inside it's their desire for having something more, and mm-hmm. they know that other people have done it. There's tons of social proof out there, even though when you when you really study it, you'll see that they're isolated stories. But mm-hmm. um, but you know my story is very isolated too. But and yet and yet I'm a high school dropout. I had no knowledge, skills, or abilities. I wasn't born with any any good looks or any talent or any mm-hmm. anything. You know, just. Right. Um, just had just had this crazy idea that I could make a lot of money. And then I ultimately I fell in love with the marketing, man. I fell in love. See, that's that's the difference between me and a lot of my customers that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I fell in love with all this stuff to the point where it became sort of an obsession. And I devoted every waking minute of every day to, you know, trying to really master some of this stuff. Have you, do you see that? <clears throat> do you see that as a uh, you have that in common with the people who've been successful in this? Oh, uh, well, it's successful in anything. I right. mean, it's, you know, this. Um, 
this this whatever you want to call it uh, drive determination this this um the way that they just take it so well no just in business in general you know the people who succeed the, for the longest and 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 the most are the ones who who make it i it's not the top priority in their life it's it's definitely one of the two or three top priorities in their entire life. Yeah, it seems like <clears throat> it seems to me too because I I sort of didn't get into it really, you know, through I want to make a lot of money. I mean, obviously, I I, I did buy a lot of those things, kind of like you did when I was a kid. You know, more so when I was a kid, I guess, or like a young adult, I would uh, buy stuff out of the back of magazines because I had sort of that same desire. I had some people around me, some neighbors and some family friends that were like pretty wealthy, and so I was surrounded by that. And maybe at some point I moved away from wanting to be extremely wealthy into like, I just got absorbed into the psychology and everything of it. And that that's what sort of drove my passion, you know, to get into the things I ended up in. But it's interesting to, to see a lot of people who are very successful are very obsessed, you know, with whatever, uh, yeah. in this case, direct marketing. Uh, you know, I have a lot of people now that I know in direct marketing and they just, they're just very excited about it, even though they've been in it for like 30, 40 years, you know, they're just, well, they're, sure. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, um, Oh, and by the way, by the way, this one of my biggest pet peeves, David, is the fact that when when you when someone gets obsessed mm -hmm. with uh, marketing and sales and information selling or whatever, a business, you know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're labeled as uh, like some kind of a workaholic freak or <laughs> right. some kind of a greedy, you know, such a oh, and then people are people are just oh man, they're feeling so sorry for them because all they ever do is think about making money. Bullshit! <laughs> Bullshit! Uh, you know what? You know what? People, people can have a habit. People, people can have a hobby. People can have yep. a hobby, um, and and be totally or 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 art, you know, art or music or whatever. Yeah. You know, and and the way that the way that the way that others look at people that are devoted to their music or their other art forms or mm -hmm. or their hobby, uh, compared to the way people feel about somebody that that's that, that has those same, whatever you want to call it, obsessions about the business is, you know, it's, so it's not about the money. It's not about the greed or anything like that. This is, um, it's very fulfilling and it's something that we, um, we, we do put a lot of ourselves into it, but we also get a lot out of it and we provide a lot of value to the people around us that are part of our teams and stuff like that too. So I've got, I've got staff members that have been with me for many, many years and, Mm -hmm. You know, we, we provide a lot of value to a lot of people. Yeah, sure. I, I, I see what you're going there, too. It's like, yeah, you never see somebody who's like immersed in music, who's trying to make music maybe or, or uh, you know, maybe he's a DJ or an actual musician. And they're just, and then, you know, they, they're around that 24-7, 365. Nobody seems to call them a freak, but you want to make No, on, on the other hand, on, on the contrary, they, they tend to admire them because of how dedicated they are to their art. Right. But when it's business or making money or marketing or sales or copywriting, all of a sudden, it's got a bad name to it, so to say, you know? Yeah. Been a real pleasure uh, having you on the show. So if people want to get a hold of you, TJ, they want to avail themselves perhaps of some of your products or get in touch with you, what's the best way they should do that? Okay, so I've got a website. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, I've got, I've got a, my main website is uh, www, and then it's my name, TJ Rolletter, T-J-R-O-H-L-E-D-E-R.com. So Okay. And when they go there, there's uh, 63 of my books that I've written on marketing are available for instant download. So which are, just go which to are great. Great books, oh, thanks, too. man. Thanks. My, wow. my, my number one book, which is some people think I just have one book because I'm it's the <laughs> book I'm most famous for, whatever, is the, the How to Get Super Rich in the Opportunity Market, right? which is there. And then um, 
And then if you want to see a current promotion that I'm doing, it's uh, the website right now is still being worked on, but it's up there. It's uh, whatshotrightnow.com. Okay. So just to show you, um, I talked a little bit about this postcard that leads to a one-hour webinar. That one-hour webinar is on that website. So what's hot right now without an apostrophe? Um, right. So it's what's. But uh, anyway, so uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share. And uh, every big shot is just a little shot that just kept shooting. And there is no difference. Uh, all of the most successful people I've ever met, and I've had the privilege of meeting some uh, some really successful people. They're just people that, that are deeply committed to their businesses. They've fallen in love with uh, with the kinds of things that they sell, the people that they sell to. And, and they've, they've just strived to learn and to, to sort of master all of this to the best of their abilities. I think that's great. I think you're exactly right. And uh, your your own story has borne that out over lo, these many years. And I want to thank you for coming to the show, making time for uh, well, myself. You, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a real, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, stick on the line a little bit there, TJ. For everybody else right. uh, who uh, listens to this podcast, you know, wind this back. Listen to this one a few times because TJ has been there. He's done it. You heard where he came from. And I think there's just a lot of important lessons that he uh, laid out there in his own career trajectory and his life. And for everyone else, we'll be back again next week with hopefully someone just as exciting and informative as TJ. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Hey.